MLS announces they will no longer participate in the U.S. Open Cup as the Super Draft happens. Meanwhile, the Utah Royals continue to add players to their roster. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake podcast. This is Dax and Josh. We're back because there's actually a ton to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, Just for the yeah. record, I'm Dax and that's Josh. You I said think mo- they recognize our voices. I mean, now. true, but what if this is someone's first episode listening to They're like, hey, I've heard about this super cool mm. podcast. And I then, I mean, it's, yeah, you just said my name first, and I'm like, wait a second. That... <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to steal my identity. No. No, I, I don't want your identity, no offense. I know you want to be me, Josh, <laughs> but this is not the way. No. I'll pass. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, Now I'm slightly offended but <laughs> that doesn't matter um yeah we have actually quite a bit has happened um with rsl and also with the league so that's uh, this is this is exciting um and honestly i just i i, I don't remember what i was doing i was watching I think it was like Instagram reels. And then I saw like a, a soccer reel of like, just like people playing soccer. And I'm like, I miss MLS, man. I miss, I know. miss the season. Like, what am I supposed to do? Watch hockey? <laughs> Basketball. I I don't know, man. I used to like to watch basketball, but now... I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. It's definitely not as cool as MLS. Honestly, like football, well, college basketball is like that. That's almost perfect because you, I mean, actually, no, it goes a little too long because MLS starts in end of February now. Mm-hmm. So that's too long because it goes into like April, but football that ends like the super bowls in february so watch football i guess yeah olivia's a football fan yeah i'm not an nfl fan but i'm joking olivia's not actually a football fan she likes Taylor oh, Swift and she, you, man. and she's dating Travis Kelsey on the Chiefs, so she'll turn oh, on the boy. game sometimes and just watch for Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> she's actually like the memes. I I didn't think. No, dude, the the do meme that. the memes are based in reality. That's, like that's sorry, that's, that's why sad. they're funny is because people actually do that. You can tell Olivia that I think that's kind of sad. <laughs> I will. 
I will tell her. Watching the game, just hoping for a glimpse of Taylor Swift. Come on now. We have to like see the fits and and stuff. I've seen like people make collages of all of her Chiefs game day fits. Oh my. So. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna need to take a break. Hey, hey, uh, you can tell her in person because you're gonna be here. Yeah. Next week. I will. I will tell her. Yes, please do. I'll I'll hit her with the stop it. Get Be- some help. Berate her. <laughs> um. I've but... just alienated all the uh, <clears throat> Swifties from listening to this podcast. I'm gonna uh, be honest. Really the Venn diagram of Swifties to people who listen to this podcast. There might be like one person in the world mm. that that applies to. Yeah, it's not not a huge intersection. You never know, though. You, I mean, true. I mean, Olivia doesn't even listen to this podcast, so <laughs> count her out. <laughs> Dang, you should tell her to support you more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I try, but then she just. <laughs> I don't Watches know. Taylor Swift watch Travis Kelsey play football. I mean, yeah, she can do that, but she can't listen to my <laughs> podcast. Come on, man. Oof. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> um. Anyways, we should we should get into actual news because we got a lot to cover. Um. I think this might be our longest episode. Challenge accepted. Um. So first up, Jason Christ is back. He is indeed selling the almonds, the cinnamon almonds that smell so good. Does selling almonds fall under special projects? Because if so, hmm. then you are correct. Hmm. Can we? He was hired, this was his title, Director of Special Projects and Club Operations. Club Operations, okay. They made up a job out of thin air for him. (laughs) Bruh. Come on, man. Special Projects. And it's funny, there have been a bunch of interviews that I listened to, and he literally said as much. He was like, yeah, ownership was like, we don't really know how you fit in. But we want you as part of the organization. And Jason Christ was like, and, you know, I told him I don't have experience being a GM, but I'm done with coaching, yada, yada, yada. I just want to be involved and learn. And so they were like, awesome. We we also want that. So we will create a job for you. <laughs> Interesting. Man, you so... know, you know, you've made it. When, like, you just go to, you're just like, hey, uh, can I have a job? I don't have any experience in this. They're like, well, you're hired. We just created a job for you. (laughs) We don't have any openings, so we'll make a new one. Well, hey, he may may actually be in charge of the almonds then. Because if they had to, you know, just make something up, they're like, you know, Jerry usually does the almonds, but when you... (laughs) need to bring in jason so here you go almonds honestly if you go up high enough yes he is 
Because I do think another reason, like the special projects part is the part I find funny. Club mm -hmm. operations actually makes a lot of sense yeah. because yeah. they, I guess, way back in the day, um, the GM was also in charge of like the day-to-day -day stadium, like club oh. operations. Like, do we have enough supplies in the facilities you know and yeah and now with this job jason christ takes care of all of that and the gm can focus solely on team construction interesting the team itself he doesn't have to worry about like all the tiny details of the, the stadium and the facilities and yeah so i think that's good I yeah. think it's funny and good. At well, the same so, time. so like, was that how their the the GM worked before? Like they were in charge of all of this stuff up until they hired Jason Christ, and now he does all of that. I'm not sure because I think Jason Christ said it in an interview that when he was a coach here, uh -huh. that's how it was. So I don't know if it was still that way up until they hired him, but honestly, it wouldn't surprise me hmm. if it was. So we do what? have like a club president too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Seems like a whole bunch of made up stuff if you ask me. They don't actually... I, I have faith and ownership that they know what they're doing, so... I mean... I'm going to be optimistic about this move. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. We shall see. Um, But yeah, he... I mean... Jason Christ won a uh, an MLS Cup with... Uh, rsl so history with the club um and now he's back so that's nice he is he is a beloved figure in the rsl community that's for sure he's one of the two retired numbers which isn't really retired because other people can use his number but he is <laughs> up on the yeah. on the thing um who else is up there morales that's oh. it i'm surprised they haven't done like beckerman Ramondo and beckerman have to be the yeah well like yeah. i don't know because like what what did morales Ooh. do for the organization as a whole i feel like beckerman also did a lot for the organization not just like playing but i feel like he was fairly involved i don't know yeah honestly now that i'm thinking about it tony beltran Tony Beltran, that's a that's another. He's because he's the he works there still. Like, yeah. When he retired, he immediately went into like management. So he's been with the club for a long time, and he played. I mean, I'm trying to think. I think he's either first or second on games played for. Real well, I mean, he was really good too. Like. Yeah, and he was with us forever. Mm -hmm. So those would be the next three, in my opinion. 
And then you could possibly get, like, Crylock, depending on what happens, which we will talk about later. It's called foreshadowing. Um, I still think Crylock will eventually, probably, but... We'll see. We shall see. But yeah, definitely Beckerman and Romano. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so let's move on past that, unless you have anything else to say. No. Um, okay. So... I guess the, well, I have this in no particular order. I was going to talk about the Super Draft next, so. Okay. Um, yes. I don't the, care about the order. The MLS Super Draft happened, um, was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yes, yesterday. So that was exciting. I had never watched it before, but I did watch it. Um, I don't think it was ever this accessible. Because That's now it's true. on yeah. MLS season pass. Before, I think it was like a YouTube live <laughs> event or something goofy like that. Like the Open Cup games. Right. It's also foreshadowing. Now you know exactly where you can find it. Yeah. You know? Like, I was like, oh, the draft is today? I bet it's on season pass. And I pulled it up, and sure enough, it was the first thing that popped up. Before... Well, anything messy crazy wow i I don't even remember what i was doing i think i got a notification about it Hmm. like apple tv notified me and i was like okay i'll watch it i just turned it it on and listened to the audio while i was at work yeah (laughs) um so yeah that um that happened um I thought it was, I mean, it did take a long time. We were both talking about, like, how just long it was. Um, but, it, I mean, it um, was kind of fun to watch. I didn't realize that they could just make trades, like, on the fly. Yeah, like that, that was kind of fun to watch that yeah. process. Where it was like, oh, DC United is taking a timeout. And it's like, oh, they're they're crafting up a trade and mm-hmm. then sure enough like nashville swapped them for like 125k in gam or something like that yeah um, no it was yeah it was it was different and like it was just fun to watch so um yeah and rsl acquired some uh new players the dra- it looks like they added 6 in total mhm um and i'm getting their names here i've got the list oh he's got the list yeah go ahead just go through it yeah i have it yeah i have it here too but yeah go ahead okay so our first pick was number 16 and we selected matthew bell uh he is a forward supposedly he played the 10 in college um a forward from marshall he's a sophomore right now and uh more info this is the pick that we acquired from trading vancouver sergio cordoba huh so yeah so that was our first pick and then we went again almost immediately after pick number 18 we picked kevin bonilla 
Bon- yeah. I I wasn't sure if it was Bonilla or Bonilla, but they I think they said Bonilla. Yeah, that's how I would pronounce it. Um, and he's a right back from the University of Portland. So those are the two first round picks and the two like I don't know most uh, exciting prospects. Um, then in round two, overall pick thirty seven, we selected. Damian Barker, John, uh, a forward from Louisville, and he's a sophomore right now. Uh, and then overall pick 47 was Josh Jones, also from Louisville. He's a junior currently, and he is a defender, a center back, I believe. Um, then the next round, so overall pick 76 was Maximus Jennings. Defender Junior from Georgetown and Ruben Masales, uh, Defender Junior from Duke. And I gave you their year um, in college because for the first time ever, um, sophomores and juniors were available to be selected in the Super Draft. Previously, that wasn't the case. And so, in addition to that, some of these players can go back for another year of college and continue to play in college before joining RSL. Interesting. So the sophomores that we selected might not actually join the team this year. Um, It kind of just depends on if we think they're ready, but like a lot, there were a lot of picks of sophomores um because teams are trying to get ahead yeah well and you know pick the high prospects early on and there's no drawback because it's not like you're forcing them to be thrown into the team early Mm -hmm. you can just stash them for once they are ready to transition to the professional game so yeah it's it's interesting like the super draft is an interesting concept because I mean, like, the way that we've done stuff in the United States, like, you don't, like, you know, you, you play in college and then you go pro. Like, that's just how how it's worked. And, like, soccer is completely different overseas. Like, they start, like, super young. So, like, just just the fact that we have this, like, the, the super draft is not the, um... <clears throat> not like the main source of players where like in you know the nba or the nfl like that that might be like their main source of players so it's Mm -hmm. interesting to see this kind of evolve with that and i and i feel like you know the ability to take sophomores and juniors is kind of you know supplementing that like you just keep going younger and younger Mm-hmm. and you know just to continue to develop your team through through the youth program so and most mls teams have academies now yeah yeah so that's becoming more prominent right now i feel like it's kind of an even mix mm-hmm. of like players selected from the draft and players that come up through the academy well yeah and i mean like I said, you were never going to get, like, your star 
you know, designated player from the super draft. Like, right. that's just not really how it works. But, like, you know, we've got Jasper Loffelson, Emeka Nelly, like, gotten some pretty good. Yeah, two years in a row, we've done really well. Mm-hmm. Hit home runs, basically. So, um, it's, it's and... a good resource. I know you said usually DPs don't come from the Super Draft. One Duncan McGuire, who absolutely lit up the league, might have something to say about that. That's true. Who does he play for? Columbus? Orlando. Orlando. I knew he that. Was, he was second place in Young Player of the Year behind Tiago Almada. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't. I mean, it doesn't happen often. Yeah. But yeah. he he did come from the super draft, and he immediately was the starting striker for the second best team in the league. Basically. I mean, there are there are yeah. definitely some some gems there. Like mm-hmm. you could find really good players in um in the super draft. So it'll be exciting to see how um matthew bell and kevin bonilla and all of the other ones those they were just the first round picks but all all of the super draft picks turn out yeah do you think that um any of them it, it there's too many unknowns to go through every player and say like well where do you where do you think they're gonna be this season so i'll just do this do you think any of these players um are regularly on the first team for RSL in 2024. Um, Because, like, some of these kids may go back and play another year or two in college. Mm -hmm. Some of them may play with the Monarchs primarily. Some of them may get loaned out. Yeah. Like Delance Pierre, Elijah Paul. Um, So... I think so I could see Matthew Bell being on the bench sometimes but what I think like what kind of what I gathered from these picks the fact that they picked Matthew Bell who plays a number 10 role I feel like there might be a shift in tactics here and mm. we're kind of we're gonna try and build more around Diego Luna. So the you know the the fact that that was our first pick, we're like we need us you know a number ten to you know kind of be the backup for Diego Luna. I don't know that that, that I did have that thought because there's really. I mean, I guess technically Severino can play there, but we don't really have another mm-hmm. true number 10 on the roster. And I mean, I feel like you kind of saw this near the end. I mean, granted, we we were kind of in a tight spot because of injuries and stuff like that, but like we played a, a 3-5-2 and Luna was the 10. And mm-hmm. we were just kind of like, yeah, let's let luna do whatever and he was kind of the focal point of the offense so i don't know it seems it seems like 
that that's that's what I kind of felt like was going on. So, hmm. so I could see him. I mean, he's probably like I would I would expect them if that's what they're gonna do. Um, and like I said, like we're we're just speculating here. Like we don't I I've never seen Matthew Bell play, so I have no idea how good he is. If that's what they wanted to do, I would almost expect them to go out and maybe try and acquire another number ten. That way, you'd have yeah. more depth there. I'm just not sure if he can be relied on immediately to be like the second option. Yeah, and and that's that's yeah. kind of that's kind of what I was I was thinking as well. Like, of all the players, I think Kevin Bonilla is the most likely to see significant minutes for the first team. Yeah, just because wingback is so wide open. It feels like it's it's like a free for all between Brody, um, Oviedo, Idalgo, Anelli, and now Bonilla. It's mm-hmm. like out of all of those, probably Oviedo is the one that's established himself the most. Yeah. And, like, everyone else has just been hit or miss, kind of. Well, I mean, so. uh, Anelli got significant minutes last year at wing back uh, yeah um, at right back so i mean it's it's definitely possible and like we i mean we've been saying like that's kind of the next position that they need to fill so i don't know if kevin bonilla is going to be like the guy like i hope he is that'd be amazing because mm-hmm. like you know he's free and <laughs> he just comes in and, and like He's he's the guy that'd be amazing, but a very minimal hit on the salary cap yeah. too. So, and I do think that there has to be some sort of I don't know. I feel like the good teams have a style of play, and then they go out and acquire players to you know fit that style of play, and mm-hmm. then um, you know they're their other you know their whole their whole pipeline adjusts to that so you know matthew bell may not play on the first team but he may play a number 10 for the the monarchs and you we see him develop there and then eventually when he's ready you know maybe luna still plays for the team maybe he doesn't play for the team but like we have that pipeline of creative number 10s mm-hmm. so yeah, I think most of these guys will be Monarchs players or get a loan out. Yeah. Typically, the way it's gone is the Monarchs is the lowest tier. And then if there are players that they think are good enough to not be on the Monarchs, but not quite good enough for the first team, they get loan opportunities. Yeah. And then only like the the super draft players that really impress uh get first team minutes and the last two seasons that's been one each each year we've had one super draft player that has impressed enough to get significant first team minutes so i wouldn't be surprised to see one of these six um impress and the rest of them maybe help out the monarchs which honestly the monarchs were terrible yeah last year so if we could improve the monarchs that is better 
for the club all around. Like mm-hmm. the better our secondary team is, um, the better experiences the young kids get coming up through the academy. So yeah, and I will say that you know one out of six or seven. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty good investment you know that's like, great yeah, yeah like the fact that because... we 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 consistently get one or maybe two good players from the super draft every year like that's awesome yeah and like you said it's really low risk yeah we aren't gambling a whole lot like we basically get to take a chance on these players for free yeah and that's if they great. work out great and if they don't we haven't lost anything so yeah um all right anything else about the super draft nope that's it all right i guess we'll move on to uh we're already talking about players i'll do this one so um uh, speaking of players, Vera and Gomez both got their first caps with the Colombia national team. Um, this was over the last international window, so the November one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Gomez scored in both of the games that he played. Yeah, I the first one they ended up classifying it as an own goal boo but the second one colombia beat mexico three to two and gomez scored the game winner in stoppage time hey yo which is pretty cool um brian vera started both games at center back gomez started the first game and then came on as a sub against mexico in like the 75th minute or something and he scored Mm mm-hmm Nice. So, honestly, really good showing from our Real Salt Lake Colombians. Um, I actually didn't look up uh, the U23 for Palacio. games for Palacio. Um, so, I don't know if he played or how he did. Actually, I should just look that up right now. I kind of forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that guy. He's also playing some things. Um, yeah, that's that's really good. Um, seeing RSL players get um, international team minutes, that's always yeah, that's always good. Um, yeah. Let's see. Here we go. October. No, that's not what we want. November 1st. Maybe this is it. Lineups. What in the world? This is the most confusing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what the heck? Um... What's wow. Palacio's first name? Uh, Nelson. Nelson. 
I don't see him on this list. What the heck? Well, penalty shootout. That's okay. Hmm. What is this? See, yeah, I don't know, man. It it's very confusing. They don't there's not as much information available. Um, I'm sure if I kept digging, I could find it, but I'm not sure if he played. Hmm. Anyways. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Anyways. Jeez. Sorry. I'm yawning. Um, yeah. So that happened. Anything else with that? We'll move on to the next um, no. topic no. um we can move on so um now we're gonna get into some of the uh spicy tea um mm-hmm. so uh mls announced well i don't know if they if it was announced or they requested but essentially it, they it was announced okay they announced, they announced <laughs> that they were no longer going to play. The first teams were no longer going to play in the Open Cup. So um, they were going to put in the MLS Next Pro teams instead. And this was supposedly to um, lighten the schedule congestion for the first teams. Yeah, the way they worded it was, like, so annoying. It was like, uh, we're so excited to give MLS Next Pro teams the opportunity to represent uh, our clubs in the U.S. Open Cup uh, to grow the Open Cup and soccer in the United States or something, they're trying to like put a positive spin on it, and it was really just like, we are refusing to play our first team <laughs> in the Open Cup because, uh, oops, we added a whole new tournament, League's Cup, and now the players are complaining because we're playing too many games, so darn. We're going to have to cut out one of them, <laughs> and League's Cup makes us more money, so... I'm actually, I mean... Of... <laughs> I'm actually curious, like, which teams are better. I have a feeling that it's the USL teams. Better um, than the MLS Next Pro teams? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Like? Like, the the majority, on average, I would say mm-hmm. the USL teams are better. Like, maybe Colorado Rapids 2 would Could... be better than most USL teams. Yeah. Because they absolutely cleaned the entire next pro league up Mm -hmm. um but they were pretty stacked yeah (laughs) good players (laughs) which is funny um it is interesting i hate it right yeah but from like an mls next pros perspective it's good for those teams yeah you know it's just bad for the Open Cup. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because um, they don't 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially, the Open Cup is dead at that point. Because, yeah, it, like... It would not be important at all. Yeah. And it, it's not... I mean, it's it's no longer important, but it's no longer important for the, the USL teams either. Because that was kind of like their big moment. Like, we get yeah. to play against, you know these you know the the top the top league the top tier um and and if this stands like now they won't so it's kind of i don't know you're right that's what made the open cup fun yeah when colorado hailstorm beats real salt lake like it sucks that it was us but literally every neutral out there the everyone that, everyone that isn't an rsl fan absolutely love that mm-hmm. um yeah y- the united states loves a good upset march madness style <laughs> and uh yeah you're right this this kind of defeats the whole point of the open cup um it also makes our most recent open cup run all that more important mm-hmm you know, because maybe it's the last time ever. Um, and it also makes it a bummer that we couldn't uh, make it to the finish line, so to speak. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this is a big deal because um, USSF, the U.S. Soccer Federation, there is, like, there is a rule that any D1 United States-based soccer team is required to play in all CONCACAF and U.S. Um, competitions when when able. Yeah. Um, I am paraphrasing there. I don't have the exact wording. But basically... All United States soccer teams are required to play in yeah. these competitions. And MLS is just saying, actually, no, we don't want to. Um, Ske- our schedule's too congested. Right. It's our fault that our schedule's too congested, but but we, we're not going to do this. <laughs> and uh, so that happened, what, Friday? Yeah. Sounds about Fridays right. When they released that? Yeah. Okay, so yesterday, I believe it was, Tuesday, USSF released a statement uh, that basically said, we've received a request from Major League Soccer Board of Governors or whatever uh, to have their MLS Next Pro sides represent instead of their first teams, and that request has been denied. <laughs> So basically, USSF was like, "Mm, actually, no. And so now MLS has a big decision because if they don't walk it back and say, okay, fine, we'll play our first teams, um, honestly, USSF and FIFA are within their rights to strip them of their, like, FIFA can say, okay, we don't recognize any MLS team anymore. Which then that, means that's wild. <laughs> that would that would be 
very bad. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say exactly what that would lead to. Um, but if that happens, like MLS players cannot play in FIFA competitions. MLS players cannot play in the World Cup. They can't play for their national teams unless it's a friendly, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as it's not an official FIFA competition, they could probably play. But those are the ones that don't matter, right? Mm -hmm. We have players in the league that play in the World Cup. That is, like, the the peak of this sport. That's where you yeah. want to end up. And all of those players will leave if this happens. I guarantee it. I mean, honestly, now that you mention it, like, if, like, not, like neither side, like, if, you know, if the MLS doesn't walk this back, it could lead to the, um, just, like, the dissolution of the MLS. Because, like, yeah, no, like, no team's going to want to play in a league like that. Like, it, yeah, so... The you quality know, of soccer would crater, I think. Yeah. Even if it did survive, like, you're not going to have any player playing that even has a sniff at a mm -hmm. national team. So, but, And, I mean, that's obviously, like, an extreme case, but, like, yeah, it. If if that ends up happening, like, I could totally see that being the outcome that the MLS just goes away and that, you know, something takes its place. <laughs> yeah. No, this has been a huge deal. I know that a ton of supporters groups, after this was announced, they put out statements saying, um, this is unacceptable. How can you just throw away 100 years of tradition like this? Yeah. Um, we will not be attending any leagues cup matches because yeah because it doesn't make like, enough money that's that's yeah, the they're, reason they're, they're boycotting league's cup because league's cup is replacing open cup that's what's happening right now mm -hmm. it's ridiculous i enjoyed league's cup but mm, only if it's an addition not if it's a replacement if it's a replacement no get that out if, of here if you remember me saying I didn't like League's Cup in the very beginning because it is literally a break in the MLS season to, you know, to, to essentially make money for MLS. Like, that's yeah. that's really what it is. And so we're taking a break from the regular season to play in this tournament that doesn't really mean a whole lot. I mean, yeah, there's a trophy at the end of it, but, like, yeah i don't know yeah and like open cup is spread out over the entire season yeah so you don't have to put the league on hold and that that was the biggest disappointment from league's cup was that you just were just gonna pause the season for a month and a half mm -hmm. you know well and that was a bit frustrating and let's be honest like it, in my personal opinion, the Le League's Cup derailed RSL season. Like, mm -hmm. with the injury yeah. of Pablo Ruiz, like, they never got back to that form. And the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, our schedule's, you know, 
too congested. So we're just going to, you know, let's just get rid of open cup. It's like, that's, that's not the issue here, guys. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and the silly thing is like, MLS teams were already playing their depth in the early rounds of the open cup. Yeah. Like it's not like we are required to play our best 11 in every single open cup game. If you want to play your bench, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Like it, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Like the open cup was a chance for some of the younger kids to like play on a bigger stage and play with some of the better players, right? Like, mm -hmm. It served a valuable purpose, I think. Um, Whereas League's Cup for... doesn't. There's no yeah. purpose to League's Cup. Yeah, well, there's one purpose, and that's to make money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, it's really disappointing. Well, and... And, like, you, like LAFC, in the last Open Cup, they exclusively played players from lafc2 like yeah. yeah and that's if you want to do that that's fine yeah, you can do that there's there's nothing against that if you want to have it be like a training session and you don't want to take it seriously that is up to the club to do and yeah it it just seems really silly for MLS mm -hmm. to add League's Cup and then be like, darn it, we can't play Open Cup because there's too many games. <laughs> well, and and that's the thing. Like, that, like, um, League's Cup is not that. Like, no one went into League's Cup and they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to play our B team mm -hmm. because, you know, it's a good opportunity. No, like, everyone went all out for it and i think it's just because because it is sort of a competition like when you when you put mls against league mx like that of course like we want to prove yeah. that we're better that like you know we don't it's need to a pride thing we don't need to prove that we're better than the usl teams like mm -hmm. even though sometimes there are upsets like it is general it is it is widely known that the mls is better than the usl Mm -hmm. like there's yeah but also money talks not only does the league make more money from league's cup there were player bonuses on the line yeah and i think that may have played a bigger role in teams choosing to play their best 11 than like the oh you know there's a there's a prize for ownership mm -hmm. you know? well and you know how many Concacaf champions cup slots were on the line was it like three yeah it was two or three mm -hmm. Le Which league's cup you only thing. got one if you won <laughs> so yeah. not and league's that, cup <laughs> open that cup. raises another interesting question right currently open cup grants a Concacaf champions cup birth mm -hmm. right yeah uh so are we gonna have an mls next pro side in Concacaf champions <laughs> cup 
you would think that they would change that if this no they just play their first team if they if they want like that's that's probably (laughs) what end up happening like i don't i don't see how you get around that hmm because like i don't the the usl teams aren't gonna like like if you're like oh wait yeah we can't there's no there's no slot for the champions cup the usl teams are 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 gonna be like hey wait a second like this is right this is literally our only shot at that yeah oh man it's it's a it's a mess uh, is what it is it is a mess mls is good at making messes so um definitely something to keep an eye on because Mm -hmm. it's gonna have major major implications for the future of the league honestly yep i don't know if i have anything else to add actually i do here's the last thing um a lot of people have said yeah i'm gonna miss open cup too but let's be real attendance for open cup games wasn't that great like there wasn't a ton of support so why is everyone so upset now that it's going away when no one really cared when we had it which is there's some truth to that Mm -hmm. um so what i will say is if mls walks this back and we stay in open cup let's show out let's be excited um i can't go to matches but if i could i would go to open cup games Mm -hmm. (laughs) i went to one open cup game i think it was it might have been the only one that they had at home. I remember that. It wasn't it the Leon game? No, is it? Is that, no, no, that was. League, I went. To, I went to. Oh I went God. to two Leaks Cup oh. games actually. <laughs> I'm talking about the Open Cup. I went to the the game they played against uh, the Galaxy. In the okay. Open Cup. That one was at home. Yeah, that one was at home. Because the Portland one was away, right? I that I think that was their only home game. Yes, that was our only in open the Open Cup. cup. Mm-hmm. So I I went to that one. Um yeah, and I think that like what is it? The the FA Cup in in England mm-hmm. that's like comparable to this. Like Yeah. I don't I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't do they have like good turnout for like the early stages of the FA Cup? I believe they do. Um, well, part of that is that the, the clubs over there are so saturated with fans that literally some of the clubs, even if you're a season ticket holder, you can't go to every game because there's literally not enough space. Yeah. And so you'll get like once every three games you get to go and that's as a season ticket holder. Right. So I think turnout for those is very high and it it may partially be due to just the fact that the demand for seats there are four teams in england right Uh, not in in london sorry yes there are more than four teams in england there are four teams (laughs) in london yeah so but i do think that it is well attended yeah um and they get you know cinderella upsets in england too in the fa cup well i mean you know soccer is also just different in the united states Mm -hmm. it's not 
the you know the 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 bit the big dance you know we got all yeah so i mean it's i don't know if it'll ever be quite like that but you know there there's definitely stuff that we can we can do yeah oh man that was a bummer of a topic well, I guess we can move on to a, a happier one. Um, the 2024 schedule, RSL came out with their 2024 schedule. And uh, their first game is against none other than Inter-Miami. This is the first time that RSL will play Inter-Miami ever. Crazy. Because they have not yet. Um, and we all know who plays for Inter Miami. Uh, US MNT legend DeAndre Yedlin. Yes, I've heard. Everyone of, wants to see him play. I've heard about him. It, I, they, they, it's you know, I heard they're really good because of something called the the Yedlin effect, the DeAndre Yedlin effect. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know how it is. But I mean. Yeah, obviously, Messi plays for Inter Miami, and apparently everyone else because uh, they're rumored to sign uh, Luis Suarez from a team in Brazil, and also I heard they were rumored to pick up Julian Gressel. Yeah, they're the front runners for Julian for... Gressel, one of the hottest free agents on the market right now. And I I remember us talking, we're like. Julian Gressel would be perfect, like a, a really good pickup for RSL, because he's a mm -hmm. he's a solid wing back and he's a free agent, so that'd be that would be great. But you know, answer Can't me. Compete with the Messi effect. Answer me this: Who is he going to uh, displace in the starting lineup? Is he going to displace Jordi Alba or is he going to displace DeAndre Yedlin? Yedlin, I bet. That's wild, that, dude. Well, I take Yedlin at this point. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there will be rotation. Alba's not going to be able to go all the time. But does Miami play three in the back? Um, They were playing all sorts of weird formations near the end of the season. Hmm. Um, I know that Gressel can also play in the midfield. Yeah, he can. Year. He can. So potentially they could play him in front of Yedlin. So um yeah they'll find a place for him but it just makes you wonder like how are they doing all of this yeah how how do they keep all of this under the salary cap hmm the answer is they don't <laughs> and uh cause, dude look, Messi is making his salary is more than entire teams salaries there's no way that they're you know they're just doing well, this part of that is apple apple is like subsidizing his salary which which is stupid yeah i was unfair I... it's unfair that one team gets him when they are exempt from the salary cap because apple is literally like this will be so good for the league that we will pay you. 
well, to and, play for that team. And that's something that I was thinking about earlier. I'm like, yeah, I understand that like the league's gonna do whatever the league's gonna do to make money, and you know, the if it if they make more money, then they're gonna they're gonna do that. But like, at at what point? Like, how does that benefit the league? You know, like how how does RSL see these benefits? The answer is they don't. Because yeah. Miami never wants to play RSL. Miami, Miami is never going to come to Salt Lake. Yeah, like, I we're playing Miami, but no one's surprised that we're playing them in Miami. Yeah, right? like the they only were never going to come to Utah. The only the only shot was the Open Cup, which we blew it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm just kind of like at you know, at what point does this benefit RSL? Because, like, we're, you know, you can do things for the league, and yeah, the league makes money, but, you know. And why doesn't RSL get any any special rules? I just think it it is unethical for the league to create this advantage for one team. Yeah. You know, like, this is... Miami has an unfair advantage because I, the yeah. league wants to make money. And, like, everyone kind of is just like, well, it's for the greater good of the league. But if I'm I, a player on one of the other teams, I don't feel that way. Like now, I said, I don't see how... Stacked against me. I don't see how this benefits the quality of the league. Yeah, Messi's a good player, but, like... Well, how... Suarez is going to come to MLS... Only okay. to play on Messi's team, but he's he'll be here. How how does that make the Chicago Fire better? Because <laughs> like you, you understand what I'm saying, right? Because we're gonna have you know really good players come to the league, and you know we can break the bank to to get them here. But at what point does that elevate the league as a whole? And you know. Apple subsidizing Messi and, you know, Miami bringing in Suarez. Like, I just don't see how that elevates the league. Yeah. It, uh... Hmm. I mean, Saudi Arabia is basically doing the same thing. I don't think that Saudi Arabia has elevated their league either. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I I mean... I don't think that any of the fans of Messi that are watching Miami will stick around. No, they're not, they're not going to like, so once Messi retires, you know, Miami will be a run of the mill club again. They may have, they, they they may have better players, but they're not going to get the viewership that they, right. That they have. So, yeah, it's it's silly, but but going back to the schedule, um, we have a tough one next season. Yes, our first three games um, are probably the toughest first three games I've seen. Uh, we play Miami, then St. Louis, and then lafc at home so the first two are away 
and LAFC at home. So I would not be surprised if we go 0-3 to start the season, which would be kind of depressing. Like we yeah. waited so long to to see. And no doubt, no doubt, the my the game against Miami is the season opener. So everyone's going to be watching. Like, oh yeah, they made sure to put that one yep. on a it's the only game that day. Of course it is, because you know, Messi. Messi mania. You, you say Messi three times and money appears. Um <laughs> but um it's not working for me, but <laughs> you don't believe you don't believe in them. Um uh. <laughs> But um yeah, so everyone's gonna watch that game. Um, and how great would it be if they won? That would be hilarious. You know, that would be, I, I'm excited. So a a lot of people have been like, oh man, we have a really tough schedule or whatever to be the best. You got to beat the best. I'm excited that we, out of the Eastern conference teams, we get Miami, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Columbus, um, New England, like those are mm-hmm. all top half Eastern Conference teams, presumably. Miami wasn't last season, but they're expected to be. Those are all really good Eastern Conference teams. So, yeah, we've got a tough schedule, but I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're right. We, like, they got to beat good competition if they're ever going to contend for a trophy. So I also just realized that Seattle rebranded. So yeah, did that catch you off guard too? I that's was like, funny. I was like, I don't recognize that, but also the Space Needle's pretty, pretty easy to recognize. So yeah, see, do you Seattle's new crest? Ooh, do you do you like it? Do you think it's better than the old one? I can't remember what the old one looks like off the top of my head. I don't care. I really don't care. Every time a team is like. Oh, we got to rebrand. I'm just like, why? What a waste of money. Oh, that's what it looks like. Oh, dude, you know, no, this, the old one was way better. Like, it just, so here's what it does. Like, people come to recognize the crest, and if you're changing it every five years, like, you lose that recognition. You lose that exposure, and unless it's truly terrible don't rebrand i've seen a lot of rsl fans saying rsl rebrand when and i would absolutely hate that please don't mm-hmm. we well, don't need one i mean it's I'm, like the new hot thing yeah but, ugh. like i'm sorry like i'm gonna compare it to like um the european teams but like they have their crest and like yeah every once in a while they'll go and maybe like touch it up a little bit but like it's got like history you know yeah the fc barcelona crest yeah they they are not changing that and it's iconic now Mm -hmm. i mean it's iconic because they're you know one of the best teams in the world but also like they've had that crest for a long time and like I don't think it does any good to go in and change the crest and make it, you know, look contemporary. I know the Seattle one's like a throwback, but it honestly doesn't look like it. <laughs> um, but like, I, yeah, 
if you're just going to update your crest whenever, you know, whenever it goes out of date, then you're never going to get any name recognition. So, yeah, I like RSL's crest yeah. a lot. I think it's clean. Um, it's simple. I think it's a lot better than like Miami's is hilarious. Like, Miami's look at is all the wild. Words. Look at all the words they have around the little circle. Like, they're itty-bitty words. I have to zoom in and, like, squint to read the uh-huh. words. You can't hardly even read Miami. And then, what even is that? Are those two herons? Is that what those I are think, supposed to be? I think they're herons. Uh, yeah, garbage. But, like, ours is simple, but not, like, plain. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just good. It's got the crown, good colors. No reason to change it. Absolutely no reason to change it. I do have one complaint. I don't know if I like the soccer ball. Yeah, like, and you know what? If they if they removed the soccer ball and that's all they did, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. But what I don't want to do, like a lot of people are like, we need to change our name from Real. No. Because Why? no other team in MLS has Real. That's so silly. What, what are we, Real Madrid wannabes? No, that's part of our history. That's where we came from. And there's no, re- no reason to change it. Like, why do we hate being unique? I, I don't, don't know. know, man. That was a rant. You know, Sorry. the MLS needs a new logo. I never like this. Like, what's with the with the shield and then the line, like, outside of it? Like... <laughs> freaking it looks like someone made a mistake honestly it's ugly people with ocd are like ah. that is what we call that is not a polygon my friend yeah the, there's an there's an open edge there incomplete anyways that is kind of silly um but yeah we're excited for the schedule um and yeah, I can't wait for the off season to be over with and more soccer. So that should be fun. Um, right. Now, uh, the only thing I have left is the, the Royals, which Josh is our resident Royal expert. I mean, not really. I just didn't do as, as much of, research as he did. So. As of two days ago when I did a deep dive and did a bunch of research. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh he's gonna talk a little bit about uh the royals roster um okay i can do it yeah yeah so we have signed uh all these players we've signed since we last recorded maddie pogarch mandy hot kate del Fava. Fava, I don't know how to say that. Uh, Carly Nelson, Hannah Betfort, and Addison Merrick. And then there was also the expansion draft, and we selected uh, Elise Bennett, second overall from OL Reign, and we picked Paige Monaghan uh, with the fourth pick from Gotham FC. And then we had three other available picks that we just passed on. Mm. We didn't pick anyone. <laughs> Interesting. Which seems, uh, I don't know. I. It seems weird, right? 
Interesting strategy. Um, Generally, to be good at soccer, you need players. Yeah, and and the other thing is, like, we only had, I think, three or four NWSL teams that we could even select players from Mm -hmm. because almost all of our previous trades gave draft immunity. So, like, eight of the NWSL teams were like not available you're just gonna take all of ol reigns players (laughs) right so i'll take this one and this one and this one and (laughs) yeah i I mean i just don't understand why like if there are starters available from ol reign yeah and so maybe like they had protected all their good players and we genuinely didn't want anyone else that was on the table which must have been what happened but it it was still kind of weird i didn't expect that um, and then another interesting thing, um, so those were both forwards, right? That we selected. Mm-hmm. They both had surprisingly low goal totals for the number of games played. So I think both of them had played like 50 plus games in NWSL and they both had single digit goals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that doesn't instill a lot of confidence. Like, they aren't... Neither of them are prolific goal scorers. So I thought that was interesting. And then, literally the next day, uh, we traded Elise Bennett away. She was the second overall pick from O.L. Reign. Mm-hmm. We traded her to San Diego Wave for 40K in allocation money. Um, and the rumors were that she did not want to live in Utah. Oof. <laughs> so basically we selected her and she was like, no, I will give you a hard time if you keep me. I am demanding a trade. And so we sent her off. Well, dang. Supposedly what? that's what happened. Couldn't you just like, you know, try it? I don't <laughs> Yeah, come on, Elise. Quit, I don't know. being so uptight. Like, Utah's um... not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's cold, but like. Yeah, I don't know. Who even knows if that was the truth of it, but yeah, it was kind of goofy. So out of the uh, expansion draft, we literally picked one player. That's it. <laughs> Amazing. So, <laughs> so expansive. Yeah, so after that, I wanted to just like look at the current roster um, to see where we stand and kind of just speculate on who we think we are gonna start so first off um nwsl roster rules this is straight off of the site um it says teams must have no fewer than 22 players rostered at any one point in time between the combined senior and supplemental players and no more than 24 senior players assigned to its roster and no more than four supplemental players. So can't have more than four supplemental, can't have more than 24 senior. Mm-hmm. So basically you have to have twenty between 22 and 28 players. Yeah. That's the min and max. And then, um, yeah, actually, now that I'm looking at it, you could have all senior roster players and no and no supplemental players players, Hmm. technically um but anyways 
different rules from MLS, so that's why I wanted to uh, to look it up. And the rosters are smaller than MLS rosters. Um, so yeah, anyways, let's get into it. Currently, we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I should have counted this earlier. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. We have fourteen players rostered, so we need a minimum of eight more. It's currently not a team. Mm-hmm. Currently not a team. So, so anyways, um, for forwards we have Hannah Betford. Um, Cameron Tucker, Paige Monaghan, and maybe Imani Dorsey. This was a weird one. I looked her up. She's listed as a forward on the Royals website. Uh, like their announcement in signing her, she's listed as a forward on the NWSL page that has all of her stats. She's listed as a defender. Huh. So I have no clue what position she plays. <laughs> One of she plays anywhere in between forward and defender, so I mean, I guess doesn't play um, keeper, but she also has an interesting story. She was the 2018 uh, like rookie of the year, um, so we have high expectations for her, but she did not play at all last season. She like took time away from soccer for her mental health. Oh. So she might be a little bit rusty, but she's supposedly a good player. So so out of those, um, I expect Dorsey to start. I don't know where she's going to start, but I would expect her to start. Um, Paige Monaghan, I would expect her to start. She was almost always a starter for Racing Louisville. That's where she came from. And then Betford is probably next, and Cameron Tucker would be at the bottom of the forward list in my opinion she didn't play hardly at all for the houston dash last season okay so that's where we stand there honestly in terms of forwards that that looks pretty decent i would say uh-huh at least numbers wise um midfield we have michaela clough uh michelle vasconcelos emily gray frankie tagliaferi and that's it so Michaela Clough is the one that I would expect to be a starter. She was, of course, our first signing and has kind of been like the face of the team mm-hmm. um, so far. Uh, she's from Utah originally. A lot of these players are from Utah originally. Um, and she was a regular starter for Orlando last season. Um, Michelle Vasconcelos, unsure whether she's going to be starter or depth. Um she saw regular time in 2023, but not a bunch of starts. Um, Emily Gray, I have no clue because she only played three games in 2022 and got two assists out of those three games. And then she was out all of 2023 with an ACL injury. But she was like a really highly touted prospect out of college. So unsure. And then Frankie Tagliaferri, I would anticipate as depth. She only played like eight matches in 2023. So that's how the midfield shakes out currently. 
uh, defenders, we've got Kaylee Real, Madison Pogarch, uh, Kate Del Fava, and Addison Merrick. Um, so Kaylee Real, I'm expecting to be a starter. Uh, she was a, an important player for San Diego Wave last season. Madison Pogarch, maybe starter, maybe depth. Uh, she also played for San Diego Wave, and she was like Kaylee Reel's replacement. Mm -hmm. So she saw a lot less time, but she did play some. Um, Kate Del Fava, definitely expecting her to be a starter. She started almost every single game in 2023 for the KC Current. And then Addison Merrick, also from KC Current, uh, definitely expecting her to be depth. She saw limited time in 2023. All right. And lastly, goalkeepers. Uh, we've just got two, so it'll be pretty quick here. Mandy Hot from Gotham FC and Carly Nelson from Orlando Pride. Uh, Mandy Hot was the starter last season for Gotham who won NWSL, so... I think she's locked in as a starter for us. And then uh, Carly Nelson was the backup last season for Orlando. So she'll probably fill a similar role there. Mm -hmm. And that is everything we currently have. So, so obviously there's some room there. <laughs> like they don't have a full team yet, but um... yes. It should be exciting to see who uh, who they get. Also, was it Mandy Mandy Hot mm -hmm. from Gotham? I wonder if she knows Batman. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Yo, why is it called Gotham though? Like, I need I need to know. I don't know, cause they they're based out of New York. Yeah, I think it's New York. Yeah, that's wild. Like. It's like know, they're man. playing Gotham City. It's like Dark Knight Rises when they go to the the football game and then Bane blows up the stadium or something. I don't know. Yeah, weird stuff. Um but yeah, like it's exciting to kind of be a part of this expansion team because like i i wasn't old enough for the rsl expansion to like kind of really be a part of that but like these were were uh, the royals are acquiring all of these players but like none of them have ever played on a team together i mean some of them have played with each other but like they've never played as like a team so right we're not adding to a an existing roster yeah we're building one from scratch. It's a it's a completely different perspective. Yeah. I it's kind of overwhelming trying to like keep track of all the new players and where they came from and you know how they played for their previous team and Yeah. and all that. But It's crazy. But yeah, and in addition to that, we have a brand new head coach who's never coached yeah. before. All so who knows all new. what her what her tactics are and how we're going to play yeah it, yeah it's just it's it's a really exciting time um and the nwsl season starts right around the same time as mls yep 
So we can all we can all be excited together. Yeah, and then I'll have so many soccer games to watch a week. I because Apple doesn't have a TV deal with the NWSL, so is there are there games just on whatever? No, I I believe that they have a deal with Paramount Plus. Ah. Yeah, unfortunate. I don't. I, I I think I hmm, I remember looking this up a while ago, and like all of last season's games were on Paramount Plus. That's garbage. So, because like I would assume that is still the case. I literally wouldn't get Paramount Plus for anything other than soccer, because there there are USMNT games on there, mm-hmm. and then if I'm gonna watch the NWSL, then I have to get that. But dude, I don't want to get Paramount Plus. Yeah, it's really frustrating. I'm not a fan of the streaming service uh, reality that we have transitioned into. It's garbage. uh, What do you do? (laughs) What do you do? Um, but yeah, I'd I'd say that just about does it for this episode. (laughs) It's it's a long one. That's all we have. We made it through everything. Mm Mm-hmm. If you made Ta-da. it, if you made it all the way to this point, congratulations, <laughs> you did it. Yes, and happy holidays to everyone. Yes, happy holidays. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll see you guys next time whenever some new RSL stuff happens. All right, so, see you next time. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>